Talent. I'm Anna Roy. And I'm Yvonne Dagger. Let's, Let's get, get howling. howling. We're very excited to bring you the very first episode of our new podcast, Howling Talent. Today, it's going to be casual, just getting to know us. And of course, Yvonne will tell us all about the do -do good dog, our hero, Dagger Dog Vinci. So Yvonne, do you want to tell us a bit about Dagger? He's, he's quite the legend um he yeah. started training as a therapy dog and then discovered that he could help more than one person um and decided he was going to start painting yeah oh my goodness this is going back about eight years ago now um he you know dagger was going to be as as you said anna dagger was going to be a certified um a service dog and, and he was going to actually be helping one person. And unfortunately, Dagger was doing excellent in his, in his uh, you know, uh, training to be a service dog. And he went off to be advanced trained by professional trainers. And uh, what they found during that time was that he was exhibiting some um, uh, fear issues. Right. And so um, in order to be a, a, a service dog, you have to be exceptional, perfect in every way. And so mm -hmm. they released Dagger from program and um, and asked my husband and I if we wanted to adopt him. And in a heartbeat, we said yes, without a doubt. We had puppy raised Dagger and he was just a delightful little puppy in training. And mm -hmm. so we went out to the center where Dagger was, and he it was the first time we had seen him in four months, which was was incredible. I'm and sure he must we, have loved seeing you again. Oh, he really did. He he actually the first time we saw he saw us, he looked and he was like, "Is that my mom and dad?" You know, oh. and then he ran down the, the the hallway towards us and almost knocked me over, um, yes. licking me all over my face, and it was just wonderful. And and uh, the puppy raiser manager um, said, "You know, I want to bring you into one of the training rooms. I want to show you what Dagger can actually do." And so I was amazed, you know, when we went in, Dagger was showing showing me proudly uh, what he could do. He was opening and closing drawers and turning on and off light switches and pulling socks off of my foot. Wow. It was incredible. So mm -hmm. um, I was amazed. And she said, you know, what I want you to do is when you get home and you take Dagger home, I want you to continue to work with him because he loves to work. It makes him feel successful. So I did just that. And I came home and he was opening and closing drawers for me, taking <laughs> socks off. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. And um, and I was working in my studio. I'm an artist and I was I, I specialize in paint and uh, in dog uh, portraiture. And I was working right. on one of my commissions and Dagger came mm -hmm. up to me and started to nudge me with his snout which was his way of telling me, hey, mom, I want I want your attention. So I looked right. down at him and I said, Dagger, what do you want to paint like mommy? You know, jokingly. And he yeah. um, right away, his tail started to wag. And I went with the joke. 
And I took a tabletop easel and put it on the floor and put a canvas on the easel. And, and uh, I taught him how to paint. I actually utilized the command words that he learned in advanced training, like push and pull and take and, you know, give. Um, and wow. I utilized those command words and taught him how to paint. The hardest part, Daggert was, was brilliant. He was brilliant. <laughs> he knew everything. He knew, he knew it before I did. But the yeah. hardest part of what I had to do was create a brush for him. And I had looked right, on, yeah. online to see if there was a brush that was created for, for people that didn't have arms, you know, that could hold a brush in their mouth. Nothing. I couldn't find anything. So I ended up taking the inside of a roll of paper towels, um, yeah. that cardboard inside, and sticking a, 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 a one-inch flat brush into it, duct taping the whole thing. And, um, and then I... I that was his brush for about two years. He used that wow, brush the until it got dilapidated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. um, uh, and uh, but you know what? What another very difficult thing for for me to do as a layperson who is not a dog trainer, who's an artist, I had a hard time having dagger actually take the brush he took the brush in his mouth fine but taking that that one one command and bringing it over to the canvas that was very difficult right, yeah. for me to do mm -hmm. so i i called his trainer that was professional trainer and i asked her if she would tutor dagger and i to be able to make that that transition go smoother than what I had I was doing at home, and so yeah. she came and she started to um, work with us, and um, and she said to me, you know, what I'm not really training dagger, I'm training you. Yes, of course. You never train <laughs> the animal; you train the owner. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Because she said, he's not understanding what you're telling him. Yeah. He's not understanding it. And that's why he's doing it for me. And he's mm -hmm. not doing it for you. So she was able to give me the confidence. So here I here I tried, I, I was getting her to tutor Dagger when in fact, she was tutoring me all along. And so <laughs> one day, uh, after like a month of of uh, having her tutor us uh, or me, um, uh, she said, "Okay, so when do you want to put paint on this brush?" And I said, "Oh, I don't know." <laughs> I was yeah, that would help. I was absolutely. <laughs> I was scared out of my wits, Anna, oh, no. and my listeners. I was scared, and I said. I don't know now, maybe now. And she said, I think so. So we put some paint on his brush and he took the brush over and started to paint. When he saw that paintbrush stroke uh, that he had created on that canvas, oh, he went crazy. Oh. He started running around. He was ready to paint our pants. He was ready to paint the walls. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's like a toddler. Somebody <laughs> be giving me a crayon. It goes everywhere. <laughs> exactly, Aww. exactly. So, um, 
so Dagger, Dagger then started to paint all these wonderful paintings. They were gorgeous, really gorgeous. At first, I wanted him because I, I thought that this was really cool, too, to have him choose his own color. Um, but he kept choosing right. green. <laughs> <laughs> Do green good was, dog, the green dog. <laughs> I know, I know. And so finally, I just said, you know, all of his paintings were like green and yellow, green and blue, green, and you know. So I, I said, maybe I should start to actually, mm -hmm. you know, choose his colors. So we started to, I started to load his brush up with like two different colors, mm -hmm. a lighter color and a darker color. Because I'm an artist, I was doing compliments and all kinds of things that, you know, would would get his brush strokes to look really cool, you know, like mm -hmm. that one stroke painting kind of thing. Yeah. And so um, so we started painting all these works of art. And I said, you know, Dagger, what are we going to do with all of these? You know, and he look up at me and I said, you know, maybe what we could do is we could um, we could actually you know have people donate to a charity mm -hmm. and 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 you would if they donate fifty dollars let's say in american dollars mm -hmm. um that you would paint them a painting wonderful idea yeah i mean you know it, it was it was great at the beginning it was just okay um, and people that we knew did it and, you know, and so Dagger, the first, the first place that Dagger did, did choose as his charity was his family, which was Canine Companions. Um, right. that's where Makes he was sense. going to be a service dog. And mm -hmm. so we did that. And, um, but it wasn't until a local newspaper heard of our story mm -hmm. and the journalist, her name is um, Patricia Kitchen right. from our local newspaper, Newsday. She contacted me and she said, I guess you know who, who I'm, I'm calling about. I said, no. And she said, well, I'm calling about your four-legged artist. Oh, she wow. Said, I got a picture of him and I'd like to come and do a story about him. So she, she came with a photographer, a videographer, and and they did the story. And at first she said, I was a little skeptical. She said, because I thought, how could a dog paint? I have to see this from my own eyes. Yeah. And she said, once she saw Dagger, she knew this is the real deal. Um, yeah. uh, you know, not because, true. yeah, because yeah. in all the years that Dagger painted, I never fabricated his work. It was his work. Every breaststroke yeah. was painted by Dagger himself, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that weekend that the article came out, it went viral all over the wow. world. Fantastic. Yeah. And within two weeks, Dagger had over 150 commissions for paintings. Good grief. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. From oh, wow. all over the world. I mean, we we were on oh, yeah. the front page of the um uh the daily um uh, the the paper from from London, uh, Daily Mail. The Daily, yes, we were on the mm -hmm. front page. Um, we were getting we were getting commissions for paintings for Dagger from all over the world. I I was amazed. Um, mm -hmm. And at that point, I didn't know what to do, Anna. Um, yeah. 
I was it's overwhelming. It really was overwhelming. The shipping alone, um, you know, to keep track of everything and and then to name all the paintings was hard to do too. Yeah. So we actually then um, uh, looked to uh, the person who always did the framing for my works um, whenever uh, uh, one of my clients uh, um, would go to this man who is local, mm -hmm. uh, Long Island Picture Frame and Art Gallery, and his name is Jim Perner. So we call, I called Jim and I said, Jim, you got to help me out here. We have 150 commissions. I can't keep up with it. You oh. know, I could do it nationally within the United States, but when they were international, that was a difficult thing for me to have to do. Yeah. So we partnered up with Jim, mm -hmm. who then became an exclusive representative of Dagger. Nice. So throughout all of the years that Dagger painted, um, Long Island Picture Frame and Art Gallery and Jim Perner were our partner. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, he, you know, helped create all of these things. And and he took care of all the business part of that, yeah. of Dagger's um, business, his life. Well, it's, it's very important. I mean, you have to have somebody who knows what, you know, what they're doing and, you know, because the reputation goes with it as well. And of course, Dagger was becoming famous at that point. Yes, yes. Yeah. He was. And he ended up raising hundreds of thousands of dollars for charity. It's unbelievable. Yes, yes. And so when you when you went to purchase a painting, uh, which was very beautifully set up by Jim, um, then you would there was a drop-down menu where you and still is, there still mm -hmm. is a drop-down menu where, where you can actually choose the charity to be able right. to give to. And a hundred percent of the proceeds go to the charity sure. that you choose. Wow. Um, Incredible. So uh, Dagger's life, I mean, his, his life, just at both of our lives, Dagger's and mine were at that point organic. It just, yeah. we just went with the flow, you know, yeah. it just went with the flow and, um, and we just, we heard from people, we heard from TV stations, television shows, we traveled and, and, uh, and, and were, you know, he, he loved the, he, he actually uh, loved the, um, the limelight. He loved cameras yeah. mm -hmm. and he would sit for the camera and it, it was just terrific, you know? Yeah. He had some wonderful photographs of him posing, looking so proud. Yeah. <laughs> And he was, and he was, yes, and he, he loved showed. to wear that red beret. Whenever yeah. he, whenever he painted every brushstroke, he wore that red beret. That red beret was a, was a symbol. It signified that he mm -hmm. was working. Right. Um, How did you come up with the idea of the red beret? Well, um, Dagger wore, when he was a puppy in training, Dagger wore a, uh, a vest, um, mm -hmm. And whenever he worked, that vest went on. Right. And whenever um, he did anything, that vest went on. If we went out into public places, that vest went on. Right. So the, the beret uh, took the place of the vest. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. That was a good idea. I mean, it also showed him as an artist. Which yes. Is 
very important. Yeah, he does look like an artist. I mean, you do a double take when you see a picture. <laughs> this is a dog. It's not a person. He loved to be an artist. He, you know, he was a serious artist. He was a very mm -hmm. serious artist. You can tell from his work as well. I mean, if you go onto the website uh, and you see what he created, it was, it was incredible. You would never know that it wasn't done by a human. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, he may have chosen the colors, but he put it on the canvas. Yes, he's the one. And and whenever you looked at a, a painting when he was done with it, when I thought he was done with it as an artist, I could see ah, that needs a little bit more work. We would we would actually he would actually work on two or three paintings in a session. A session normally would take about 45 minutes after right. that. It just, you know, he was done. Yeah. So and so was I. <laughs> <laughs> and so as as his director and so he would paint he would have we would work on three works at one time because if you um uh you know you don't want to muddy muddy the paints up if he go went back into it too much and and drag the paints around too much it would become muddy and the and the colors would lose their vibrancy um so um so we would i would swap out paintings uh, mm -hmm. and very often I did that with my own work, uh, which I, I always worked in oils. W Dagger, Dagger did not. Um, Dagger worked always, always in non-toxic children's paints. Wow. Um, I did not want him to be painting in anything that was not, you know, non-toxic. Right. No, so of course. Everything had to be very clean and everything had to be uh, just so when Dagger painted. So, but I did swap out so that he could work on other works during the session. And, right. uh, and he loved it. He absolutely loved it. Um, you know, you could tell, you could just tell from, uh, from the pieces. Thank and you. As, and you had a very good eye as to when to stop the piece. Yes. Uh, everything. It, if you look at the pieces, they're all harmonious. And that's one yes. of the things I love looking at his work because there's such a relaxing, calm feel to them because there's a beginning and an end. And um, yeah, I, I love going to the website and just looking through his pieces. Thank and, you. Thank yeah. you very much. And, remember, and remembering him. I mean, I unfortunately, I never got to meet him, um, but yes. you got to know him so much through his social media. Yes. Um, and I think that's how people related to him uh, through what you produced on social uh, and promoting his work and the charities that he supported and continues to support. And I think that's a wonderful legacy is the fact that that support is continuing because it's no, not just paintings now, obviously. Um, you've then taken it to another level with scarves and uh, other items, which are really beautiful. Yes, yes. yes. Um, it's it's a wonderful um, he 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 started a beautiful way of giving back mm -hmm. um, and we used those um, messages throughout um, his acts of kindness and yes and passion and and to to be able to tell people to create in any way that they wanted um, uh, out of out of all of that 
and his painting and everything else, we started to get um, messages and, and I started to get calls from local libraries and schools that they wanted to meet, actually meet Dagger. And because he loved people so much and children, especially, mm -hmm. um, we started doing these workshops, Dog Vinci workshops, mm -hmm. uh, where, um, where I would give the history of Dagger and, um, and, and then he would do a painting demonstration and then the right. students would make their way over to tables that were set up with tabletop easels and canvases, the same size as daggers, 12 by 12. And, <laughs> and they would paint in the dog Vinci style of painting, which is true, which was true, pure abstract art. And, right. um, and so I would teach a little bit, depending upon the age of the students, we mm -hmm. we actually went from six years old all the way up to 104. There was a four wow. year old woman who took That's his awesome. took his one of his workshops and um, and we would, you know, I would I would. You know, devote the, the time, depending upon the age to what they would they could learn as far as. Um, art history and so if you were an older student you got a whole lesson in the history of uh, modern art and um, and and so that was where I came in and and Dagger always sat next to me and and I had this wonderful wonderful lady who was my um, uh, co-worker actually she always says we work for Dagger so we always work <laughs> for Dagger yeah <laughs> And her name is Anne Barilli. And she came to every workshop, helped set up. She was da Dagger's advocate. She took care of Dagger while I was doing other things and speaking to the students and to uh, their parents or or uh, their husbands or wives or whoever was there. And it was just a wonderful. We did about 150 of these workshops in his lifetime. Right. And all the money, all the money, that um that we we had we made from those workshops went to charity as well um so and i did not know uh when i was doing any of this that uh, libraries do get paid a certain amount of money a budget in america mm -hmm. anyway a budget where they can can employ or, or get these people these speakers and these fun things that happen at their library and they actually pay for them so right. I was able to, uh, we were able to do that and donate all of, all of that money as well. Um, and, uh, and Dagger loved it. He loved it. Uh, the students loved it. Um, he became a really, really big fan of everyone's through those, through those workshops and the community expanded, uh, quite a bit, you know, uh, with, um, his fan base. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, when, um, I, I mean, I, as some of you may or may not know, um, I own and run the Animal Heroes Hall of Fame. And I kept sort of get getting snippets here and snippets there about this dog called Dagger, um, <laughs> who paints. And obviously part of my job is to find the heroes and um, invite them to be inducted into the hall. The hall is uh, virtual at the moment, 
uh, it will become an actual hall at some point, but uh, for Wonderful. the time being, it's online. So excited and, about that. And uh, guess yes. what? In 2021, Dagger was inducted into the Animal yes. Heroes Hall of Fame, which we were, oh my goodness, that was such an honor. What an honor that was to be inducted into the Animal Heroes Hall of Fame. Well, it was our honor to um, induct him. I've Oh my goodness! And Anna, is, can you tell can you tell um, our listeners a little something about the Animal Heroes Hall of Fame and how it came to be, and um, and what you what what you uh, this wonderful wonderful organization that you put together? Thank you. Well, we I set it up in two thousand twenty one. Um, halls of Fame are very popular in uh, America and Canada but not so much in Europe. And most of the halls of fame, there are a couple of animal ones as well, um, basically focus as a national uh, hall. In other words, if they're in America, they basically uh, deal with American animals or even state animals, depending on where they are. Um, but there wasn't an international one. Oh. And as uh, an animal lover and being involved in um, animal um, advocacy and so on, I, of course, got to hear uh, over time of various animals who I felt deserve to have the recognition. Uh, you know, they've overcome adversity. They've gone on to become heroes to either other animals or to humans. Uh, they serve their communities. They advocate for causes uh, and they deserve to be remembered and their work deserves to be remembered. So mm, I was how wondering how on earth I could do this. And I suddenly thought, well, you know what? It, the best thing to do would be to start a virtual one. Um, that way more and more people can hear about it. Um, people don't actually have to travel to learn about the animals. So let's start with that. Mm -hmm. And slowly, slowly, um, I've built it up over the last two years. Of course, the pandemic hit, which kind of put a kibosh on uh, on some of the plans, but we got around it. Uh, we have 34 inductees at the moment. And Wonderful. Wow. Five, yeah, 34. And we have five more being prepared for induction as we speak. Oh, excellent. Um, and this year, we're also going to introduce the Walk of Honor which will be for people and organizations who have dedicated their lives to helping and advocating for animals. Um, because although uh, they, they tend to go hand in hand, I mean, you've got people mm -hmm. who uh, go out of their way to um, be heroes for animals and uh, animals are heroes for people. So mm -hmm. I thought they go hand in hand, let's do something and includes something very similar to the Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously at the moment it's still uh, online um, and it's built from there uh, and as I said we heard about Dagger and you know it did it took all of about 30 seconds to decide that he was a hero uh, okay. so he, uh, he was inducted as he said in 2021 it was our honor to induct him and over the last two years, you and I have uh, been speaking more mm -hmm. uh, and getting to know each other. Yes. So we've uh, also become friends as well as um, me just inducting him. Yes. And when Dagger sadly passed away, 
uh, I wanted to do something to continue, to help continue his legacy. Uh, I felt it was really important that he is remembered, but also to recognize the talents of other animals as well, yes. who, who paint or um, raise money for charity. Yes. So uh, I approached you and you liked the idea and we came up with the Howling Talent uh, Animal Day for the 6th of October, which of course is Dagger's birthday. Yes. And um, we just started off with a great thinking about having events. Um, and then as I was thinking about putting together the website for it, the <laughs> word podcast popped up. And yes. I thought, oh, there's an idea. Why don't we do a podcast? Uh, Yvonne, would you like to do a podcast? Uh, which thankfully you said yes to. Oh my goodness. And yes. So uh, we, we decided to go ahead with that. And it's going to be interviewing people who are immersed in the animal world uh, and who also have special talented pets and yes. heroes. Yes. The episodes will be bi-monthly, um, between 30 to 40 minutes long. And uh, we will interview a wide range of people, which we're very, very excited about. We're putting together our bucket list at the moment of <laughs> uh, who we want included. And yes. so far, we've had a really good response. So uh, within the next week, we will be announcing our first guest, and uh, yeah, we're going to take it from there. And yes. then, of course, we've got the exhibition coming up on October the 6th. Yes. Uh, so mm -hmm. you might like to go into a bit more detail about that, um, as obviously that is to completely honor Dagger. And um, yeah. Which is work. wonderful, which is which is really, really wonderful. I mean, the podcast is so exciting. Um, and I'm so happy that Anna thought of it and uh and um she's a real think tank oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you anna <laughs> well thank and, you that's very that's very kind yes and um uh i i i think i don't know if i would have been as courageous if it wasn't for anna to uh to really say we could do this you know we really can do this and and anna has done the lion's share of the work which i'm very grateful for oh, not, not at all i think we've shared the uh the work oh thanks anna but really you have and 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 um and so the howling talent animal day which is october 6th and will be released and rolled out that day and we're very excited about it will include a um exhibition which we've um we've named um the pause for talent yes p-a-u-s-e for, P -A -U -S -E for mm -hmm. talent and we have oh my goodness we have so far we have 10 exceptional animals that we're um showcasing in this exhibition which will be online and uh, you can find all of the information um, through our website, howlingtalent.com. Yeah. And H-O-W-L-I-N-G-T-A-L-E-N-T.com, which is one word. Um, and uh, we, you will be able to see a, a monkey. I'm just, I'm not going to give you too much information. <laughs> 
um, and some some dogs and and maybe even a horse, you know, you never know. Um, and um, and so all of this is very, very touching to me and and extremely emotional because Dagger was such a big part of like so many people's lives all over the world. Um, and to have this honor on his birthday and to start off with this beautiful way of remembering him. I know Anna, when Dagger passed away, Anna wrote to me and wrote a beautiful letter at, during that was read during Dagger's service of Thanksgiving um, that, that she said, I want to, let's keep Dagger's legacy alive. Yeah. And you know, when, when we were letting Dagger go over the rainbow bridge, and I don't want to make be melodramatic about this, but, but um, when we were saying goodbye to Dagger, um, I said, did say to him, Dagger, don't you worry, I'm going to continue your legacy. Somehow, some way, I'm going to continue your legacy. And then I guess about a week later, I heard from Anna and she said, let's continue Dagger's legacy, which I thought was just the most compassionate, wonderful thing that anyone could ever do. And, and it was just so well received. And so we made this happen. We're making this happen. And, um, and at Howling Talent Animal Day will recognize all the, all the animals that have talent, you know, that, that show talent and that do some, these exceptional things. And, uh, and they're really, really great. They're really great. Um, well, well, it's a privilege to be able to continue his legacy. Um, he's an inspiration, not only to us at the hall, but I think um, undisputedly to a lot of other um, families out there who've got animals with talent. Uh, I think he was, an, I think he was and continues to be an inspiration uh, as they encourage their animals to um, continue with their talent. And I will say here, just so that there are no misunderstandings anywhere along the line, that we will not showcase any animal where we feel that the talent is being forced. Yes. yes. This is a natural talent that the animal is showing that they want to participate in and they want to do. Yes. Um, I think that's very important because Dagger was not forced to do what he did. He loved what he did. Uh, it was on his own terms. Yes. And I think that's something that's very important to get out there that any animal that we showcase, um, it will be on their own terms. Yes. Uh, and that, that makes them even more special because yes. they have that imagination. They've got that knowledge somehow that this is what they enjoy doing and this is what they want to do. Uh, and although they may be handed the brush or their paints may be chosen for them, what goes on the canvas or um, them jumping through a hoop or doing a spin or whatever their talent is. Yes, yes. Um, they're doing it because they want to do it. Yes. Maybe yes. helped, but it's certainly not forced. Right, exactly. Which is very important to both you and I, that uh, that's the, 
that's the situation. That's a very, very, that's a wonderful point that you just made, Anna. And I agree with you totally uh, about that, that uh, Dagger was never forced. I have to tell you a story that I had a, I had a, a golden lab. Um, her name was Miss Yaya. And she was very often on social media with Dagger. And we used to say that she was his muse. And very often I'd say, oh, yeah, yeah, Miss Yaya, come over here. Let me give you the, let me, let me give you Dagger's brush. She would hold it, but she had no, absolutely no interest in painting. <laughs> but she loved to sit by Dagger's side. And so we called her his muse. And oh, so, but, you know, she didn't want to paint, but she had, yeah other talents she yeah. was she was so good at, at singing happy birthday that's oh. what she did oh, she would her. bark between the verses of the happy birthday song and <laughs> dagger couldn't but yaya could <laughs> so <laughs> that was that was yaya's talent and she was such a wonderful exceptional uh little girl and, oh, and so we yeah so every one of them have their talents but to but I agree with you totally that, um, you know, what we want to stress here is that that they that they want to do what they want to do and that they find joy in it. That you know their tails wag and they they're happy, you know, with yes. whatever they do, and that's yeah. important to Anna and I um, as we move forward with our um, Howling Talent Day. Mm -hmm. Well, and uh, again, just to reiterate that uh, the uh, Howling Talent Animal Day will take place every year on the 6th of October, Dagger's birthday, we will come up with various events. And of course, we want to hear from you as well. If you have some ideas of events that can take place online or that you'd like to do in your community to celebrate um, talented animals uh, and Dagger, then we'd love to hear from you. Sure. I think it, it's it's all about teamwork. It's about community. Yeah. And we want you to be a part of this. We're not just doing this. Um, it's not just Anna and Yvonne. It's, mm -hmm. it's the community. It's people who love their animals. It's uh, people who recognize uh, a special animal, it, you know, and we want your ideas. We want your thoughts. Uh, and you can email as uh, via the website, as Yvonne said, it's howlingtalent.com. And uh, yeah, we'd, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be wonderful. We, we would howl about that. <laughs> oh, very <laughs> definitely. <laughs> very, very definitely. It would be howling good. <laughs> um, well, Yvonne, I think, um, I think we've got a good taste as to how, who Dagger was yes uh he will forever live in our hearts he, he was an incredible exceptional animal and mm -hmm. as i said uh we are privileged and honored to have him in the hall and we are delighted that you agreed to allow us to help you continue his legacy Thank um you. Thank and you. obviously we will do whatever we can to continue the legacies of the other animals in the hall of fame as well definitely uh, because they're, they're all there um, on their own merit. They are all there because they are exceptional animals and they deserve their voices to be heard and continued. Um, so we've got a wonderful lineup for our podcasts coming up. The next one will be on the 20th 
of uh, October. And uh, we'll keep it as a bit of a surprise as to who our guest is going to be. Yes. So <laughs> watch our social media. It's the Animal Heroes Hall of Fame on Facebook uh, and on Instagram. And obviously uh, Dagger Dog Vinci um, social media as well. Yes. Uh, we will be sharing all the information. So uh, I'm sure Yvonne uh joins me in thanking you all for joining us in our very first episode yes um uh, do you want to uh well say something? I, I just i just want to say that um uh that i i i want to thank um anna and i want to thank all the listeners for, for joining us today mm -hmm. um in our very first podcast um i will have some exciting news to um to let you know about um, in the next few days. And on um, October 6th, it will probably um, be released. Um, oh. Yes. So um, be stay tuned for that. And, uh, and join us um, the next time um, with an another exciting episode of Howling Talent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take Take care to, until then. And thank, thank you, you for joining us. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye-bye.